What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The Volume. Just a reminder, you can catch us recording this podcast live on AMP. AMP is a new live radio app that lets you call in and chat with us in person while we're recording. Get the app on Apple's App Store and make sure you follow us at, at Jenkins and Jones to get notified when we go live. Ladies and gentlemen, Jenkins and Jones listeners, welcome to a special Final Four preview of the Beast Bracket episode here with us. Um, first order of business, unfortunately, Mike is not going to be here with us today. He's vacationing in Japan, as we all know. So Coach it's like, Michael. Yeah, Coach Shout Michael. Out, you feel me? Right. So, so it's, <laughs> it's like four in the morning over there. So he wasn't able to make this, unfortunately. So um, I'm not even going to try to do the fucking intro that, you know, Mike always up. Smart I feel like, man. Yeah, I, I, I know my limitations. That shit will be weak as fuck. You ever see the movie Liar Liar when, um, when, 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 when Jim Carrey, when, 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 when the, when the dude dating Jim Carrey's ex tried to do the claw shit? Right, I feel right. like I'd be like that dude. You know what I'm saying? Try to do that shit. Like, it's the claw. He's a professional. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So, so, in the memory of our man, Mike, we are not going to do that. I am, uh, Tyler, aka Dragonfly Jones. We've got my man, John, aka Lejetho Jenkins. What's and that, Bubba's? We have a very special guest here today. Um, joining us here for our very special Beast Bracket Final Four Preview episode, this young man right here has established himself as a legend in the world of animal commentary. He has amassed 16 million followers on TikTok. Sheesh! <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that again because I don't think y'all realize how absurd that is. 16. 16 million followers on TikTok. Bruh, that's that's two New York cities. That's two of them, right? Crazy. And and honestly, the following is well deserved. Um, he is one of the best in the business at this whole animal commentary thing. 
one of the best. Definitely one of um definitely my personal favorite. Obviously Easy. the favorite of millions of others as well. Um his animal commentary videos are enlightening, hilarious, informative. This brother is extremely intelligent, extremely well versed on animals, has a sharp wit, a sharp sense of humor. You'll watch his videos and you'll learn, you'll laugh. Sometimes he'll hit you with some shit that'll have you shocked and you'll come away being grateful that you weren't born a caribou or a gazelle or some shit. <laughs> right? But you're going to learn and you're going to be entertained. So keeping in the spirit of Beast Bracket, where we compared every animal in the bracket to an athlete, we're going to compare this young legend in the field of animal commentary to some young legends in the sports world. This young man right here is the Kylian Mbappe of discussing bighorn rams in the Rockies. <laughs> the Giannis Antetokounmpo of discussing platypuses and their venomous big toe. The Victor Wimbayama breaking down hyena drama. The John Morant of discussing Carmorants. Ladies and gentlemen, Jenkins and Jones listeners, we have the one, the only Mamadou Jai. My man Mamadou, how's it going, brother? We appreciate you hopping on for real with us, man. Hey, I'm super excited to be here. Uh, thanks for reaching out. And I just got to say, that's A1 introduction right there. Like, you gassed me up better than I could. Like, and I don't know if that, I don't know if it was planned, but I, don't, I can't tell you how many times that people ask me if I'm, like, related to, like, Giannis. Apparently, I look like his little brother or something. So, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely funny. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, like, super stoked to be here. For sure, man. Hit me up. We'll discuss, you know, um, you know, I'll, I'm down to be your promoter if you want to take me on a road with you. So, um, yeah, I'll take it. Right. So, so later. Ladies and gentlemen, Jenkins and Jones listeners, um, you, you, you know, so our listeners who might not be familiar with the name, I'm going to paint the picture because if you're as chronically online as most of our listeners are, I'm sure they've seen like a video or two of yours. Um, you know, so this is the young brother who, like I said, gives us those witty, informative, funny com animal commentary TikToks where he's wearing a backward snapback, talking into the little mic, and there's pictures of animals in the background. Like I said, if you're plugged in online, you for sure seen some of this guy's video. So... That brings me to the first question I have. Um, you know, just kind of curious to know your background a bit because I swear it's like one day you just popped up and we were all like, yep, this is him. This is the king of animal commentary on social media. The people have spoken, right? So I'm just curious, like, where did this love and knowledge of animals stem from? And when did you decide you were going to, you know, take it online and just become, you know, like I said, the favorite of millions in this animal commentary shit? All right. So I get that. Uh, question a lot and I usually have two answers to that uh, answer number one is that uh you know as a kid I wasn't really allowed to watch tv like that but I could watch animal planet or discovery because you know mm -hmm. it's educational so that was like my loophole right and uh I don't know I just kept consuming that kind of content I had like I don't know if you remember the uh, zoo book commercials I saw that and I begged my parents for it I I got every single one to the point where they started sending me like duplicates and stuff <laughs> uh national geographics I had like I even had this like this I forgot what it was called, but this video game where you create like zoos, but of course, because I was a little psychopath, I would like make the zoos and then put the animals outside and have them chase the people. <laughs> yeah, all that. Now, that's now that's it sounds like you got the one. most uh, fun possible out of that boring ass sounding game. Oh, so. ab absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, that's answer number one, uh, and it's a uh, it's a lie. It's a complete lie. Answer number two is I have no idea. All those things were because I was already into animals. I don't. I really can't tell you where it came from. Like uh, earliest memory was like me, like three or four years old. I would make like these like animal books, but of course I wouldn't put any like words in it. I'll just draw these pictures of animals and staple it together and be like, "Mom, I wrote a book. Look at me." Uh, so. Uh, yeah, like, couldn't really tell you where that came from. It was always just something that I always had. And, like, uh, I was able to, like, hone it in different ways. And um, 
I don't know. The stars kind of aligned where now I kind of do it as a career. When did you realize you was booming? Like, when did you look at yourself like, damn, I, this, like, you were just creating it first, but now it's a career, like you said. When did you realize that? Probably wasn't until I started getting, like, recognized for it in public, because for so long, like, I didn't really consider myself, like, a, a, like, an influencer or anything like that. I was, every single video I made was, like, just in my own bedroom, just me talking my shit and all that stuff. Uh yeah, but like uh, I like to think that like uh, the attention, even though I'm the one talking in every video, the attention is more so on whatever wildlife I'm talking about. But like I guess the way that I talk and the way I phrase things and like my sense of humor, it kind of resonates with people. Sure. And just having people recognize me, and it's the funniest thing because they don't recognize me by like my face or anything. Because apparently, if I people think I'm like 17 years old and they expect <laughs> me to be five feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> I get the young thing because I got a baby face. I don't know why they expect me to be like tiny. I, I never understood that. And uh, also when I don't wear the hat in public, they don't. It's, it's like Clark Kent. They don't under, <laughs> they don't know who I am. But then I'll talk. And because I talk the exact same way I do my videos, that's usually the way it's like, oh, you're that you're that dude that and it's always funny because sometimes I just like to watch them struggle and try to figure out where they know me from. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, nah, that's, that's me. You know, sometimes I, I want to lie just to like see the look of panic <laughs> on their face. But yeah, like when I get like uh, like at the gym or at the mall, people like go up to me and tell me that I like, really appreciate my videos and things like that. That's uh, that's where it's like, oh, wow, I'm really I'm really doing this. So, yeah, Bro- yeah that's pretty that's pretty much when I started like getting that feeling bro you have a a perfect level of fame because on god the homies can tell you in a group chat i was like when we promo this we have to promo cut you know like a super cut of his tiktok videos because i was like i feel like people will not know who he is if we don't give him you know the backward snapback and him talking into the little mic in front of the animals right and, and then the clark yeah. kent analogy was the exact analogy i use in the group t- chat they can tell you that so like like that is like perfect because you've got like the perfect type of fame where yeah you cashing out on it on it but like all you got to do is just go outside in public without a hat on and people leave you the fuck alone. That sounds perfect to me, bro. Exactly. I can just walk around and just blend in. It's, yes. it's perfect. I would I would hate to be like, you know what? I, I was talking before, but if I was like the other Mamadou Jai and I was seven foot five and every eye's on me no matter where I am, I'd lose my mind eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never really liked that kind of attention. But like, this is this nice, like, I'm like in a nice sweet spot. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. See. See. You, that's that's how, that's why why I knew you was our type of people because we are very much fuck the fame, give us the bag on the whole the Jenkins and Jones. <laughs> exactly, five, exactly. so. <laughs> so yeah. So um, you you know, I know you wrote a book. Um, if you want to tell the people the exact title of it, I know the premise is 100 animals that will kill the fuck out of you. Is is that what it's about? Yeah. Uh, the title is 100 animals that can effing kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, I, I have it. I have it uh, censored out a little bit, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Got to like, keep the mass appeal videos, going. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's basically my videos, just like in written form, and I kind of had a lot of fun with it because, um, you know, at first I felt like I was kind of um, constrained by like time on TikTok. No one wants to feel like they're being lectured to, even when they made it beyond like sixty seconds, where you can I think you can put like ten minute videos on there. Mm-hmm. But like again, no one wants to like. No one goes on TikTok for that. Right. But uh, with the book and like me being able to just write, I could go as deep down the rabbit hole as I really want. I can kind of like uh, just go on these little, uh, I guess, rants and you kind of see it. But you can see my biases in the book by, based on some animals have like a couple paragraphs and some get like three pages because I just couldn't stop talking yeah, about right. them. So, yeah, no, a hundred, it's like, I mean, the title kind of gives it away. It's a hundred animals. Each one has some way that it can do something bad to you. And uh, 
yeah, uh, that's, I ha- it came out uh, last year. I also have an audio book because, you know, attention span, not where it used to be a couple <laughs> years ago. So, you know, if you got, if people aren't sick of hearing my voice by now, I also did an audio book with that. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's my plug. Yeah, so, so appreciate so, that segue for sure, for sure. That's exactly why we brought, we brought you on here. Like I said, you are extremely knowledgeable about this shit, and you are like the perfect person for this. So, um, you know, kind of you know transitioning to the whole beast bracket thing, where you know the whole premise is we've got an a thousand pound catch weight, right? Like every animal or animal combination is going to be a thousand pounds versus a thousand pounds. Um, who do you think you know? What animal? What animal combination in this field of thirty two do you think is the you know most vicious? You know the best out there in the field, the one that should really take it home. Honestly, I love the concept of just uh, I guess the uh, limit is a thousand pounds. It's, you have this great combination of like some animals are just purely tanks, and others have like numbers to their advantage. But uh, if I'm looking at all of them, and I have to like put my money on one, I think what was it two grizzly bears? Mm. I I, I just don't see how you beat that. It's just not even just like they're what they can do to you. It's just you have to kill them. How right. do you kill a bear? It takes a lot to take a bear down. Like you'll see videos of one get taking a, a headshot with a shotgun yeah. at point blank. And it doesn't even like flinch. It's, you know, it, it just takes so much to take them out that, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, they, they'd have to be my pick for sure. I was going to say sleeper pick, but there is nothing sleeper about them. So yeah, they made the final four, bears. and and honestly, it's a controversial decision because they they went up against three silverbacks in in, mm-hmm. in the elite eight. You know that they beat them by just one per, by just two percent, right? Fifty one percent to forty nine percent. Because you know, as I mentioned, we opened these polls up to to the you know Twitter polls, and the, the people decide who advances. Yeah. So that was controversial. But you actually did a clip of grizzlies versus silverbacks so you're like bro silverbacks stand no chance against grizzlies so can I'm you clear the air right quickly it. yeah uh i love i love gorillas they're really intelligent really fascinating you go to you go to a zoo and you like look at one and you're like yo they're it's like, it's like a human it's insane they're getting bodied by gorillas every day of the week three times on sunday they have body no by shot. grizzlies uh to clarify body completely yeah. oh yeah body by grizzlies they, no shot like people see something with thumbs and they see us and it's like oh yeah nah they got it <laughs> bro so unless they're so, using their thumbs someone on nah. twitter tweeted me people voting for silverbacks versus grizzlies like how white people wear austin reeves jerseys he's the exact same shit right <laughs> so yeah exactly no like uh, thumbs are cool but if you're not if you're not using it to like unload the like a clip or something like even that might not even work. So, like, gorillas, I, I never understood how that became a debate that there's nothing they can do to a grizzly bear, like, at all. Based based on seating, do you think gorillas are overrated? Based on the seating we have? Well, I think they're overrated. And based on the seating, I'd say... They were two uh, seat. Yeah, they were two seat. Yeah, two seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two seat. Yeah, I think that might be too high for them. Only because, like, in nature, they're mostly their natural enemy would be leopards. And leopards are, like, one of the smallest, like, big cats... I don't know it off the top of my head, but I think like a male leopard, the biggest they'll get is like maybe 150, 160. Then they don't touch 200 pounds and they give gorillas problems. So you take that from a leopard and now you have like grizzly bears that can like be over a thousand pounds. What do you even do with them? There's there's just no answer. What do you think was underrated? underrated uh i want to say oh the 10 chimps for sure okay yeah, they people were saying that too a lot of people yeah. said that on twitter as well a lot of people said that yeah yeah because yeah. one chimp gives me nightmares and i don't know if i ever like actually no i posted this a while ago i don't know if you saw it, but a chimp almost blinded me like as a kid really before any give us, of this give us, give us yeah a story we didn't know that. that yeah so i went to senegal when i was like uh seven seven eight years old and i went to this zoo that was like 
really run down, like barely could call it a zoo. And there was this one um, part of the zoo where uh, they had these chimps. Um, yeah, no, they had multiple chimpanzees. But for some reason, the cages were like bars where you could like stick your hand through. Not not something you want to do with them. <laughs> but people were like throwing rocks at this one chimp. And this one chimp is just sitting there just taking it. None of the rocks were hitting him. But he was just like de like deadpan, no expression, nothing. And I'm just watching. I'm like, am I the only one that thinks he's plotting something right now? <laughs> like even as a seven-year-old. And evidently he was because the people ran out of rocks. And that chimp, like that, you realize that's when everyone had that oh shit moment where it's like, yo, this thing that has thumbs has all the ammunition now. And of course, when he's when they stopped throwing the rocks, he picked one up and we all knew what time it was. So my brother, <laughs> I was with my older brother at the time. He told me to get under the bench and you just see rocks start flying. Right. Like I didn't know they could even I knew they had the power. I didn't know they could be that accurate. Right. Right. So eventually I stand up from the bench. I'm looking for my brother. And I don't know if I'm remembering it in a way that makes it more dramatic or if this actually happened. But I swear, maybe like six inches past my right eye, a rock just flies right past Jeez. my face. Like so close where if somebody would have called me and I turned over a certain way, I, I'm looking like Nick Fury. I have, <laughs> I'm doing videos with a blindfold. Like it would have been bad. <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, I didn't realize how insane that story was until I thought about it a lot later in life. Like, yo, I really could have messed my whole thing up. So, yeah. And, and now we're talking about eight of them. So. Yeah. Yeah, and, underrated for me. And for chimps sure. have like three times the twitch muscles that humans have. And twitch muscles are like, you know, a throwing mo motion that mm. uses your twitch muscles. So you might have got hit with like exactly. a fucking 150 mile per hour pebble if that shit would have connected, bro. Yeah, no, that would have done damage for sure. And I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of people think, oh, they'll say, oh, chimps are like three times stronger than any man. The thing is, that's not really true. It's more like 1.5 at most two. The thing is, like you said, they're stronger in all the ways that, like, like think of everybody. They're strong in all the ways that can, that can like, fuck you somebody. up, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Their bite force stronger, grip force stronger. They basically have four hands, and arms are longer. They're fat, like, yeah, no. A any way that they can kill you or that you can kill hurt somebody, they are that much stronger than you at. So, yeah, they one of the few animals that, like, and I know I talk shit a lot, they're the one of the few animals that legitimately scare me. Like, I'm terrified of chimps. Yeah. Hey, hey, we, we all saw that that opening scene on Note by Jordan Peele, bro. That shit mm. was scary as fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. hell no. Okay, so, um, you know, you know, as I mentioned, we opened this 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 up to to the voters on, on Twitter. So, you know, there have been some controversial decisions. Um, you know, you being the animal expert that you are, we kind of want your 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 um, you know, expertise to weigh in on a few of these controversial decisions here. So, the first mm -hmm. one that opened up, um, this was the very this was this, this this was the opening round. We even had the San Antonio Spurs chiming in <laughs> to to weigh in on this. We had um 20 50 pound African dogs. African wild dogs defeating eight 125 pound cassowaries. Where do you stand on that? I'm taking the African wild Thanks. dogs. Uh, cassowaries, terrifying, uh, most dangerous bird in the world. I, as a kid, was terrified of birds and nobody really understood until they saw these things. But <laughs> they are also, they are birds. They have hollow bones. Like they, they're not naturally aggressive. They'd rather like avoid problems. It's when you, they feel like they don't have a choice. That's when somebody gets hurt. But uh, African wild dogs, man, they're like super, super underrated. Like out of all the animals in Africa, you got leopards, lions, uh, hyenas. They have the highest hunting success yes. rate out of all of them. They're yes. like 80%. Where yes. Lions are like maybe 30, 40. Like if they decide you want to, they want to kill you, you're, you're basically dead. They don't get tired. They work as a team. 
And if they have numbers on you, like, what else is there to say? So, yeah, no, the Cassowaries, they're tough, but that's a bad matchup for them. Yeah, you know, and and then, like I mentioned, the Spurs chimed in because my athlete comparison to the African Wild Dogs was the Spurs. I was like, they are the mm-hmm. most successful pack hunters on the planet. You know, they execute better than any other pack hunters on the planet, but they're they're underrated because they're not, you know, as 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 glitzy or glamorous as other pack hunters like wolves or lions but they are the best on the planet at executing right so that's why the spurs chimed in and i agree with, with you on that john does not however and i want to hear his where, where he's coming in on this i mean my logic blame is yourself the, john my my, my, my <laughs> blame, put the spotlight on me my logic is the rules we're dropping everybody in an arena everybody's back is to the wall and so like there's nowhere to run so you can't t- tire out you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have the opportunity to tire out your the, the animal. And there are eight of them. They're really big. You know, they're like six foot. I saw that. And I, and I saw videos of them attacking, uh, attacking. like it killed a human. I mean, which, you know, we're humans. We're not the, you know, the most durable when it comes to, you know, that. But I saw like this dude holding a steel, uh, like door to prevent it from attacking him. And it was pushing him back every time it hit him. So I'm thinking like one blow to like a wild dog would at least debilitate it, if not kill it. You know what I'm saying to African wild dogs. So I'm thinking like back to in the wild, yeah, the run it. It's, it's, it's not aggressive. It runs. It, 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 there's one of them, and, and they're, they're pack hunters, and they take it out right. But there's eight of them. Their backs to the wall. You can't chase them because there's nowhere to run. So they're, they're just attacking each other. So it's like you know, you know, to me, it's like in a in a in a in the squared circle, like an octagon or some shit. You know, <laughs> when you can't use the, your benefit of tying everybody out. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you fare? And I thought the cassowaries would pull it off. In that situation. Mm. So it's based on the rules. Like, I mean, in the wild, based on your logic, it makes the sense. The whole thing but. is is the, the cassowary attack takes so long to wind up. They, they, they got to put their whole fucking body into leaping forward at you. Right? Like, like even, if, take, they do, could, yeah, even yeah. if they do connect with the wild dog, another wild dog is hopping on that motherfucker as soon as he connects. You but know it's, what not, I mean? it's, so. it's a little over two to one. So that's the thing. Like, I mean, if it's like 50 to eight, it makes more sense to me. But I mean, they're, they're much smaller. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, how are they going to... How, how do they how do they attack? I'm wondering how 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 the wild dogs attack. They they basically jump you, right? Uh, depending on what type of animal it is, for a bigger animal like a cassowary, they probably just wait to, for an opening. Wait to till uh, one of them has their back towards the cassowary, or the other way around. The cassowary turns its back to it. They bite it. It bleeds, and the cassowary at that point realizes it's injured. Probably runs, and that's when it like starts. They all just like converge on them. And I imagine the tactic would be different if there's like multiple, but since cassowaries are naturally like solitary, they're not, unless they could make like a protective circle or something and anything that gets near gets kicked down. I don't see them working together like that. So really all it takes is them getting hit once, get, they start bleeding and that's pretty much it for them. That's when like, they, they know how to like cut you off from like the group. They know how to like run you down. And like, if, even if, like you said, even if you kick one, and since there's only one cassowary like against like multiple dogs, you miss if you miss that one hit, you're getting like probably I don't know, like maybe three or four like dogs like on your ass. Like it's it would be really hard for them to win that one. With with the numbers, it'd only be two, basically two to one. You know what I mean? So like that's what like how many cast in, in the wild, how many wild dogs would be chasing a cassowary if there was one? Like honestly, uh, it could just take one. A lot really? of times, like again, like Castor, they only attack when like they have no other option because they know, even they know like I'd rather not have to get into this. Yeah, yeah. But if I have to, 
the, the one uh, advantage for the cassowary is that because they're so tall, they can land blows like pretty much anywhere on the wild dog. And if you like cut its throat or something, like with those claws, that's game over. That's one less dog in the world. Yeah, yeah. But uh, again, like th those the way and the way they can clamp down, like they do this to like I wouldn't say buffalo; those are too big. But I guess wildebeest, like uh, the bigger like antelope, they're, they're they they know like what their game is, and African wild dogs know how to like kind of just. They know how to like play the long game and just wait for an opening and eventually nerves are going to get the best of you and you're going to make a mistake and they're just going to attack you for it. I like that Spurs uh, analogy you made because that's kind of how they operate. Yeah. It's like this all for one kind of thing. Uh, it's a cute fact. They actually let like the puppies eat first as, yeah. as opposed to lions. Right. Yeah. That kind yeah. Of thing. They, they're but, very um, unique pack hunters because they take care of the sick and the elderly and the, and the young mm -hmm. eat first. Yeah. Yeah. So and also conversely, though, that means like there isn't really going to be a weak link that the cassowary can exploit. So, uh, yeah, that would definitely be, it'd be fun to watch this. Well, not, fun, well, you could say that this is, this is not real. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Animated version, an animated yeah, version. Like, you know what I'm saying? Pete is not going to yeah. come down on you for saying <laughs> right. some hypothetical right. fights would be fun. You feel me? Right, right, right. Okay. So, so, yeah. so, so moving on to the next one, um, another controversial decision. This was a first rounder as well. We had, 20 50 pound pit bulls defeating one 1000 pound water buffalo um the water buffalo mm. is the the most dangerous animal in africa the black death you've you've got a clip on the on mm -hmm. the water buffalo as well and we uh, granted pit bulls were literally bred for this right like that's what they call pit bulls they were bred to fight bulls in pits but i just yeah. do not see them taking a water buffalo where are you at with that uh, uh how many pit bulls was it again it's tw 20? 20 20 50 pounders versus one water buffalo 20 50 pounders I'm actually going to go with the pit bulls. Ooh. Uh, so with uh, buffalo, there's uh, there's two types. There's a cape buffalo and water buffalo. Um, the cape buffalo is the one that's like the most uh, dangerous in all of Africa. Water buffalo have kind of been like domesticated. They're the ones you see in Asia with mm -hmm. the really long horns. Mm -hmm. They're more docile. So I guess the more fair comparison would be uh, cape buffalo. But when you got 20 pit bulls and like they were all bred for that one purpose, that's where it's like I if it's only one – I feel I feel like that's what makes Cape Buffalo the most dangerous because they travel in herds. They can sometimes form mega herds where there's like over a thousand mm -hmm. of them. So if you're a lion and you're squaring up with like basically the buffalo bloods, like there's, you know, it, you can't really find an opening. But if it's one on a uh, twenty pit bulls, uh, yeah, no, I think I would take the pit bulls, especially since they know exactly like how to take it down. One right. goes for the snout, one goes for the back legs. Eventually, you tire it out, and once it drops, that's pretty much it. And uh, same thing with the African wild dogs. Once they get you to start bleeding and, like, now you're on the defensive, uh, they exploit that fully. So, um, yeah, I, I actually think – and I think the I think the Buffalo won. That's the one I disagree with. I think I would definitely take the Pitbulls. No, nah, the Pitbulls won. The Pitbulls advanced. Yeah. Oh, they won. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I agree. There was some big American dog bias here early rounds. So, yeah. <laughs> Did I take Pitbulls or Buffalo? I'm not sure who you who you, who you picked exactly, but but the I people. Think, pick I think I think me up. and I think me and Mike said Pitbull for this situation. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure I was a water buffalo on this. Yeah, so yeah. I, I guarantee you that. But yeah. But I, I think what seeing the video you made made me think I was wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then you you know make sense breaking it down how how it'll attack. But when when I look at those videos when water when they, when buffaloes win they're generally outnumbering the other animal like you said you feel yeah. me and I'll see when they lose is when they're outnumbered. So that speaks to what you're already talking about. So, yeah, rough matchup for the Buffalo though, because that's I'm make, I'm making them sound weak right now, but they're, they're actually like they're and that, with all the animals in Africa, they're the ones that got the nickname Black Death. Yeah, 
you hunt them, they, they will hunt you back. It's the scariest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, next matchup that was controversial to us, um, the, we had two 500-pound tigers, and they advanced past 25 40-pound bobcats. Now, we are not at all sleeping on tigers, right? Biggest of the big cats. But we just think that 25 40-pound bobcats is too much because one big thing that we we have emphasized here in this tournament is you got to look at strength of schedule. And what we mean by that is bobcats have been known to take down full-grown deer, right? You will see a 40-pound bobcat take down a 250-pound buck, right? So... I think that, you know, two, you know, uh, uh, Tigers versus, you know, 25 Bobcats. I think the Bobcats overwhelmed them there. Where are you at with that? Uh, at first, my gut, uh, like, in my gut, I want to say two Tigers just because, like, they're massive units. But 25 of anything that is a predator would be, like, a really big deal, to, really big uh, issue for them. Uh, I think I would still take the two Tigers only because there's two of them. And uh, there's this there's this type of like um, a- Asian uh, wild dog. They're basically like African wild dogs. They're called doles. Never and, heard uh, of them. They basically have the them. same. Yeah, they have basically have the same like ecological like niche where they uh, and sometimes they come into contact with tigers. The problem is like these dogs are like so much smaller than one tiger, where it'll be like 15 dogs, and the tiger just clears all of them. God damn! And it just it's the fact that it's so easy for a tiger mm-hmm. to take out like a bobcat. I just Again, twenty five of anything is so insane. But now I'm thinking, like, what would a what would a bobcat have to do to take down like a tiger? Like, you're, if you're getting going for its neck, its jaws are right there. So, I think I think mostly because there's two tigers, and I'm assuming they're gonna work together, and like one's gonna get the others back. I think I'm gonna go with the two five hundred pound tigers because those are. They're the stuff of nightmares. Okay, okay. You, you pulled up some some out of conference uh, strength of schedule shit. I gotta Google up on. I didn't even know about the. I didn't even know about the Asian wild dogs, bro. You schooling us here? I saw uh, all about the all the matchups. Yeah, yeah. See that, that? Hey, that that's what we put the big brains on here for. Um, next matchup that I think a lot of us were were disagreeing with. Ron McGill actually disagreed with us disagreeing on this here, but. 10 we thought that five 200 pound mountain lions would be 10 100 pound wolves the people pushed the 10 100 pound wolves through where are you at with that i agree with the mountain lions i just mm. uh five to ten i don't think that's enough of a numbers van- advantage for the wolves for them to be able to definitively have it uh especially since just the nature of the way wolves hunt like just wild dogs in general uh, they, first, they want to intimidate you. They want to get you to run. And while you're running, they're going to try to bite at your flank or back legs, trying to get you to bleed out and all of that. Um, the number one way to not get attacked by wolves is to not run. Like, it's actually really weird. You watch videos on YouTube where if, like, a deer or a moose or something just doesn't run, they don't know what to do. It's like, okay, now what? <laughs> so with the mountain lions, they are built to kill, like, yes. by themselves, too. Like, just they amb- I think they have one of the higher hunting hit rates of like big cats, especially as like a solitary hunter. Mm-hmm. And all it really takes is them getting to jump on you, getting to your neck, and that's like lights out. So I feel like even two wolves on one full grown like mountain lion, that's like would be a bad matchup on the wolves part, even if they're working as a team. Uh, it would definitely, it could really go either way. But since it's like, since the numbers aren't really that favorable for the wolf, I got to go with the mountain lions. Those things are. It's weird because I feel like they're not as dangerous as they really should be and it's because they're, like, afraid of us. But, like, if they weren't, we'd be in a lot of trouble. 
Yeah. Are, are yeah, wolves like, the like, biggest dogs in, in in the wild? Yes. There's there's not a bigger wolves, dog. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and so they, and all dogs you're saying hunting packs. Yeah. Except foxes. Uh, yeah. For except the most foxes. Part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Foxes are the only solitary dog. Wild okay. dogs. Um, you know, the, the, the athlete comparison I compared to mountain lions was, was John Bones Jones, right? Because mountain lions have a deceptively sleek, but powerful build kind of similar to John Bones, right? Mm. Like, like, you know, they're, they're, they're long as hell, but they're so fucking powerful. And I would, and I would think that like, you know, five, you, you, I, I just don't think two wolves per one mountain lion is enough to take the mountain lions out. I don't. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're, we're not realizing how big these things are. Like, I think we get caught up with the whole big cat thing. Technically, they're not big cats because they because they can't roar or some shit, some right? Big, it, isn't that big yeah. cat distinction some bullshit? If you're a big and you're a cat, you're a big cat to me, dog. Yeah, no, the smallest big cat is smaller than like technically. I don't know that they call them little cats anymore. It kind of sounded stupid to call something that big little, but uh, no, they're they can take. There have been cases of like like full grown male like mountain lions taking down moose. It doesn't happen all the yeah. time, but like. It, happen so you take down a moose and like you've seen moose next to cars those are right. pretty big things like uh i don't see wolves being able to pull that one out what, uh, no way what was ron mcgill's logic because i know we, we we said the thought the same way you did Mama yeah McGill. he 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 believed that you know wolves are pack hunters they strategize and you know th they attack that way and i get it but so they be, he said like they would outsmart the lines he thought I mean, I feel like I, I, I feel like we, we we can't overlook the run up and get done up aspect right. of this. Like, and sure, you can rules. strategize all you want. Yeah. One of y'all gonna have to hop out there first and foremost, and it's probably gonna be bad yeah. news for that one that hops out there. You feel me? So yeah, and okay, this is and the wild. It's the rules that we're going off of. Is that you know they, they you yeah. know you can, so I think that yeah. benefits the mountain lions. Yeah. And another controversial decision, and and Ron McGill did not agree with the voters on this one either. I don't think any of us on the pod agree with it either. Was they uh, the voters had three three hundred thirty three pound silverbacks defeating twenty five forty pound wolverines? Where are you at with that, Mama? Dude? I'm taking the wolverines. Yeah, <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah, uh, I think we we might have. I think we overrated gorillas because they look like us, but they like Austin have six Reeves packs, jerseys, so bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's like. <laughs> Wolverine, Wolverines are psycho. I don't even understand Wolverines, first of all, because, like, they can hunt for themselves. They're perfectly capable of hunting for themselves. They much rather would steal from, like, a grizzly bear or a wolf or a mountain lion. They're, Work like, smarter than like that. And yeah. then they win. Yeah, exactly. And, it like, they figure it out. They're basically what honey badgers are, but, like, honey badgers are, I'm not going to say a bluff, but Wolverines are that. They don't have to bluff. And, like, they can scare off. I've seen videos of them, like, basically punking two wolves at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you put them on uh, just any predator against, like, a, a gorilla. It's kind yeah. of going to be a bad matchup for the gorilla because they're just – they're not natural fighters. They're just bodybuilding vegans. Like, they're impressive. They have, an, they have a really strong bite force, though. I will say for the gorillas, it's, like, stronger than bears. Yeah, I guess that makes sense if you're crushing like uh, vegetation all day, but unless you're gonna solo squad like a whole bunch of wolverine, because now you don't have the numbers advantage. So yeah, I, I I can't really see the gorillas like pulling that one out. Like what I will say, it will be a lot closer than I'm making it seem. But with uh, how many wolverines again? Twenty five. Yeah, twenty five versus nah, three. You, that's ain't no, no way in hell. I don't think they can is taking out eight eight wolverines. No way in hell, bro. No, nah, and at this the way they and wolverines will. 
they're not like with honey badgers where honey badgers don't even value their own lives. They will fight till they're just dead. Wolverines, though, they're kind of similar where it's like if they feel like their life's in danger, it's like, okay, nothing to lose. I'm just going to take you out if I got to go too. So, yeah. And Wolverines uh, trademark yeah. shit is they will latch onto your throat and hang by that shit. Like you're either going to bleed out or I'm going to rip your throat out with my weight. It, correct. Did you hear about that Wolverine that killed a polar yeah, bear? That yes, way? we discussed it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. I'm glad you mentioned that because I would have completely forgotten. Choked out a polar bear. Couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Wolverine's got a raw deal. Like they legitimately could have won it all if people were hip on Wolverines, I feel like. Hmm. All right. So, Mamadou, one uh, a recurring refrain from the crowd when this dropped was that Hippo's got a raw deal. And my whole thing is, you know, the catch rate was a thousand pounds. A three thousand pound hippo is disqualified from this, right? <laughs> so I personally look, I do not sleep on hippos. I know that hippos are extremely deceptive they look like fat boys but they're pure fucking muscle they're like you know kingpin in spider-man where they're all fucking muscle even though they look fat i know there's three thousand pounds of pure muscle but i do not think that with the catch weight stipulation a hippo would fare well well one three thousand pound hippo would fare well against six five hundred pound grizzlies or six five hundred pound tigers or three one thousand pound polar bears or 30 100 pound wolverines i think they would turn that motherfucker into a pulled hippo sandwich hmm. you know what i'm saying so where are you at with that how fair how 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 well do you think a hippo would fare you know going up against like three thousand pounds uh, uh, against of, of a predator i think you kind of hit it on the head i mean they're massive tanks but like once you take away like their uh well not even like that that their size advantage but just like when you when you get outnumbered by that, and it's not being outnumbered by like wild dogs or something smaller that you can deal with, it's like yeah. like jaguars or if grizzlies, tiger, they 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 can't you can't deal with multiple of those, let alone like especially and also like a main thing with them is they spend a lot of their time in the water, so a lot of that's that's already their element. So if you put them on land and then you have all these like apex predators around them and it's just them, like. I don't really – they're going to do damage regardless, but, like, they have one way to hurt you, and it's, like, one side of their body. If you get them, like, from the back, pause. But, like, uh, there's <laughs> – you know, like – and, again, like, it's the same problem with the grizzly bear where it's, like, it takes a lot to take one down. But the thing is, because they're, they're taking hits from all over, eventually they're just – it's going to – the damage is going to be too much. And then if you, like, nerf them and, like, have them be a 1,000 pounds to fit, like, the criteria, then you're kind of taking away, yeah. like – you know what makes them so dangerous like a thousand yeah that's a seven month old hippo right there right like a thousand pounds yeah exactly so it's like yeah no just the the nature of the rules of this game hippos might actually uh get like the raw deal but i will say like they might make it a lot further than we expect just because like because honestly a like a fully grown hippo against eight hyenas i i'm i wouldn't say the the hippo takes that yeah yeah that like yeah because Again, like it's a one. Sh- they might have the best like one shot in all of nature. Like if like life was like a video game, like their finishing move. Like, and I was talking about jaguars. You get caught in some hip. It's it's over. Like you're not coming out of that. So yeah, I think uh, once you have like multiple apex predators at once, like it's, it gets difficult for them. But like, uh, don't uh, anyone watching this? Please don't sleep on hippos. Don't sleep on what they can do to you. What they can do to your car, your boat. Like these things are. People are afraid of them for a reason. Before we get to the final four, we've got to take a break. 
If you've been listening to the pod, you know I'm in Japan with my family. We've been eating super, super healthy since they have a very different uh, kind of uh, meal setup over here in Japan. And I'm trying to keep that going as we roll out of the summer with the busy fall season just around the corner. You also might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, and they can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Refresh your healthy habits without missing a beat. Choose from over 34 weekly flavor-packed, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in two minutes. Level up with gourmet plus options, prepared to perfection by chefs, and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and shopping and prepping and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back to crushing your goals. Too busy running around during the day to think about lunch? Keep your energy up with Lunch To Go. Effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go. No microwave required. This August, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items like our delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato, bacon and egg breakfast skillet, or, for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. Head to factormeals.com slash J&J50, that's J-A-N-D-J-50, and use code J&J50 to get 50% off. That's code J&J50 at factormeals.com slash J&J50 to get 50% off. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. 
Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. All right, so yeah, so so moving on to the final four. Um, we've got you know we have the one one thousand pound bison who won the um Steve Irwin region. We have the two five hundred pound tigers who won the big boy region. We have the two five hundred pound grizzlies who won the DMX region, and the eight one hundred twenty five pound jaguars who won the pigeon man from Hay Arnold region. Um, so I love that region, <laughs> <laughs> pigeon man from Hay Arnold, right? Like hey, shout oh, to pigeon man, a legend, right? You feel me? Yeah. But yeah, so so final four matchup. Bison, you know, one bison versus two five hundred pound tigers. Who do you have on that one? That might be a blowout. Oh, yeah, bison, I think it's gonna bison, get ugly for that bison. Bison got no business being there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think the bison lucked up and had a favorable um, region. You know what I mean? And I'm not at all sleeping on bison. I think bison are fucking tremendous. I think they they they're low key yeah. underrated at how vicious that that, that they are, especially at defending yeah. themselves. But yeah, 500 tigers. I don't see them, you know, getting past them. No. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is about bison, they have so like with us, right? Our lungs, each lung has like its own cavity. I think it's called the pleural cavity. Mm-hmm. For bison, for whatever reason, I don't know how they even got built like this. They have both lungs in just one region. So back in the day when we used to hunt bison, if you speared them the right way, they would just bleed out completely just off one hit. You can one shot a bison. Now, again, that's like us with spears. I'm not saying like any human can like, you know, uppercut a bison and live. No, I see these videos of people walking up to them in Yellowstone and taking these pictures and selfies with them. And I'm just waiting for one of them to like get sent to the next state. (laughs) Apparently we forgot what bison are. I get, we watch Avatar and think they're all sweet or something, but no. Uh, bison, they're they're like they're tanks, but uh, they they uh, nah, this they're a Cinderella story for sure. But uh, the clock's gonna strike midnight when you have tigers involved. <laughs> yeah, someone 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 said they're they're the Gonzaga of this tournament. Like, right, yeah, right. You, know, you deserve the one seed. You you made it to the final four, but shit's about to get ugly for you once you meet the, the big dogs. <laughs> oh, exactly. Right? So so yeah, yeah, I can for sure see that. I feel like tigers have everything it takes to kill a bison. Like all the things that benefit the bison do not work against the tigers. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the tigers have all the things like the claws, the quick quickness, agility, things like that. That's what you need to kill a bison. And then they have two of them. I think one tiger could probably kill a bison. You know what yeah, I mean? For sure. So, for sure. All right. Next final four matchup. It is the two 500 pound grizzlies first eight 125 pound jaguars. Who do you have there? That might actually be the toughest one. Uh, okay, so we got eight Jaguars and we got uh, what was on the two other grizzlies. side? Two five hundred pound Grizzlies, two eight one hundred twenty five pound Jaguars. I'm I gotta go with the Grizzlies, wow. and I love Jaguars. I think wow. I think they're wildly underrated for big cats. Uh, strongest bite force relative to like their size of any big cat, but again, I'm just thinking of what a Jaguar would have to do to kill like a grizzly bear, and it's like so you're gonna go up to the grizzly bear, this big mountain of like flesh, fur, and muscle. You're going to go to its neck, and you're going to try to choke it out. And he's just going to sit there and take it. That's probably not going to happen. Uh, and then you got two on eight. I still don't – it's like with the Wolves and Cougars. It'd be a good matchup. I don't think they have the numbers advantage for me to say, yeah, not Jaguars. Because 
Like, I mean, I, I we need this. You guys need to like pull up just what like a grizzly's claw looks like in like real life compared to us. Like, oh, we you seen get it. hit yeah. with we that. Shot. Yeah, somebody game pu- over. somebody pulled it up. Somebody pulled it up on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but jaguars should, like, jaguars do the kill bite where they bite through your skull though. They don't do the whole neck bite. Yeah, that would again like that's just that they would be opening themselves up for like a hell of a counter. Like you, and then you have to like, cause again, you're, they're going off of like biting through the skull and just like paralyzing them. You're not, I don't think you can really do that with uh grizzly bears. It works in where they're from. Cause like they do that with came yeah, like yeah. uh, type of uh, alligator. Mm-hmm, yeah. They can do that. Cause that's basically their weak spot. And they have a brain like the size of a walnut. So you pierce that. It's like, literally you just turn them off. They're done. Uh, grizzlies, <laughs> Flip the switch. Mm, exactly. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually, it was, that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. When I first found out that Jaguars could do that, I was, I, I thought I knew a lot about animals until I saw that. I was like, I got a lot more to learn. Bro, Jaguars are, no way. Ja- Jaguars are fucking nuts. They will dive into the Amazon, wrestle a caiman underwater in its natural habitat, bite through its fucking skull, and then drag it up a tree to eat it. Bro, like just, just all terrain athletes right there. I saw. I feel so bad for them. Like it's like, like they're part of like they're part of like one of the most successful groups of predators like on the planet. Like alligators, crocodile. They've been here for a minute. Yeah. And there was a time where there was this like type of caiman. I forget the name, but it, he was running stuff. So imagine like if he could like if his ancestor could see him now, and now he's getting solo squatted by a cat, a cat that can swim. That's all it takes. It's it's rough for them, and it's not even like they're weak. They just the worst possible matchup you could have a cat that could bite through your skull and can go into your hood and drag you out of it. One of the two cats on the planet that loves swimming and it loves eating you too, right? Like what what's the fucking luck of that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, that being said, like uh, grizzly, I'm just thinking about like if a jaguar can a jaguar tank like a swipe from its claws? Uh, probably not. And if they do, they're just at a commission, I don't, I can't see them take it. And then, the, and then there's two of them. If it was one grizzly, I would actually favor the jaguar. But because there's two of them, you got to deal with at the same time. Uh, yeah, I'm taking, uh, I'm taking jack, I'm taking the uh, grizzlies. Actually, two grizzlies. What if, if it was one grizzly? You think it would have been? They still, the grizzly still has I'd a chance. Jaguars, okay, so. okay. I feel like then at that point you're just being overwhelmed because ja- again, jaguars aren't pushovers. So yeah, you got to deal with eight of them at once. One of them's gonna get you from behind. You start bleeding. You're gonna get tired eventually. Yeah, but now with two of them, that's that's where things start to change. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so your championship matchup is two five hundred pound tigers versus two five hundred pound grizzlies. That's as even as the tape gets. Mm. Who do you have there? Oh, this one's tough. Uh, let's see. So we got the two tigers. We got the two uh, grizzly bears. Tigers are definitely more agile. Uh, I feel like in terms of being a predator, tigers are probably the. <laughs> I feel like they're ju- they're just engineered to be perfect killing machines. Yes. They get you off guard. Uh, they kill you as fast as possible. That's the one thing with grizzlies. They they just overpower everything, but they don't have like a kill. Yeah, bite they don't have a go to kill. Method, like, right. Like, yeah, exactly. They just revenant your ass until you just you stop moving. <laughs> pretty much. Right. Uh, but grizzly bears are just like. And this is actually why I think I'm going to go with the grizzly bears because they're like, I used to say they're like CrossFit uh, junkies, but also like they're massive. Like they don't get tired. Like you'll see videos of a, a bear chasing down like an elk from like miles away, going through like swimming through like a lake to get to it. They get to, it gets to like this elk, it kills it. And then it drags it out of the like. They're just, they don't get tired. It's the most insane thing you'll see. And again, that swipe is just because I'm thinking, that, and at this point, I'm thinking defense because they both have the tools to kill each other. Mm-hmm. 
But defensively, I think uh, the bear has just a massive amount of like fur, fat, and muscle. Like you gotta chip away at it before you really start to do damage. With a tiger, again, it's not like a glass. It's not glass or anything, but there's just like, oh man, one swipe like to the face from like a grizzly bear, and I think you just eliminated a tiger. And wow. since it's like a one, it's like a basically one to one ratio of them. That's like one tiger dealing with one grizzly. I think as close as it would be, I feel like no matter who wins, the winner's going to be so messed up afterwards. Like, I don't think you really win after that. But in terms of the rules for this, uh, yeah, I think I'm going with the grizzlies. I think they just, they got too much power. And the fact that there's two of them, uh, their endurance, their durability, you really have to like, it takes a lot to kill them. So yeah, I think, I think my winner's the grizzly. All right. But honestly, if you say tiger, I don't think I could really argue with you because two tigers, that's tough too. Yeah. That's a motherfucker right there. All right. Well, the people, you've heard it here first. Um, my man Mama do appreciate you hopping on with us. This was really, really fucking fun. Um, you want to plug your book one last time and tell the people where they can find you at on socials? Of course. Uh my book again, a hundred animals that can effing uh kill you. Uh you can get it on Amazon. There's also the audiobook, because I know we don't like to read no more. <laughs> uh there's that. Uh also uh M Jai, that's M N D I. A-Y-E underscore 97. That is my TikTok and my Instagram. I try to post like daily or um, bi-daily on those. Uh, my YouTube channel. Basically, I make the same videos I make um, on TikTok and Instagram, but longer form. I feel like that's where I have the most fun with my content. My uh, YouTube is Casual Geographic. Uh, I was really proud of that name. That's fire. That's fire. That. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, that's uh, it's pretty much it. Uh, all the plugs that I needed, but uh, yeah, man, I'm super. I had a lot of fun with this, so super uh, uh, glad that you guys invited me on, and uh, I hope I can do this again sometime. For sure. Hell yeah, hey, hey, when you're a friend of the show, once you're a friend of the show forever, man. We appreciate you so hey, so facts. much popping on it. Like I said, bro, there was no one on the planet we thought would be more perfect for this than you, and thank you so much for coming on with us, bro. Of course, of course, man. I, great to glad to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We appreciate you. So, yeah, go holler at my man, Mama. Do peep his socials, cop his book, all that stuff. And peep us on Twitter. We will be having the final four matchups going up on Friday, the championship going up on Monday. And the beast bracket is coming to an end. We will be crowning a winner soon enough. So, thank you again, my man, Mama. Do we appreciate you so much, my brother. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. 
To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.